Y'all see that camp down there? They got everything in that camp. They even got those air-conditioned chairs. Man, look at that. They got the best view around. Here we are, another day from a view from camp, and uh, our view from camp today finds us down south of Sonora, Me or Sonora, Mexico, Sonora, Texas, hunting with the uh, Texas Safaris and Dustin McRae. Hello, how y'all guys doing? You might hear a little road noise. We're actually recording while we're driving down the road. We've got a truckload of access deer that we're headed to the uh, processor that's with. That's right, that's right. And so we thought we'd take advantage of a little highway time and uh, and chat a little bit. So you grew up hunting. What uh, did your your parents, they take you, did you guys have like a deer camp? Or? Yeah, we did, we did. I grew up, we hunted outside of Junction, Texas, which we just blew through a few minutes ago. Um, we grew up. Is that a family ordeal? You was, when you was, went to camp? Yeah, it was a family. It was it was strictly, really and truly, just family. And uh, I was probably, I was probably seven years old, maybe eight, when I shot my first deer. And uh, I think I shot my first axe. How old when you started going to camp in general? As soon as you could walk? As soon as I can remember. Long yeah. time. It's been a long time. Uh, I know my dad and them had a place before that, and then we were fortunate enough to, my dad bought a ranch. And nice. uh, so it, it, it was, uh, I've always been around it. And so yeah, as long as I can remember. You grew up a ranch kid. Yeah, that's right, nice. always something to do. Always had a job or you know something to do. But yeah, the family, we I remember Thanksgiving, uh, you know, us going and frying a turkey or, and spending Thanksgiving in camp. And so nice. we were able to all go out and go hunting and then all come back to camp at night and share what we saw and everything. And it's just a cool deal. I think it's a great way to be raised. And Yeah, I love to focus on that with uh, this being a view from camp. And I think there's a lot of stuff that goes into camp that uh, people take for granted and they don't realize what you're learning. Did you, did you have specific uh, jobs when you got to camp? Yeah, I always had something to do. You know, usually when I was a little kid, my job was always making sure whatever we were riding in was clean. Was clean. And, uh, or, you know, filling up the feeder on the back end of the truck, you know, to go yep. corn and everything. Uh, yep. That was always, my dad knew what, what jobs to give me and he knew what jobs I'd mess up and I usually messed them all up, but <laughs> it, uh, we, was there particular jobs that uh, as you got a little older you got a new job or a yeah job? yeah it was never cook it was never camp cook but uh it, that, <laughs> mom always did that and you i wasn't going to step in the way of that and that was her job but no it we would you know if it was getting to camp as i got older and i was you know that's where i learned to probably drive was yep, on a ranch because you couldn't tear up too much stuff you know and yep. It was always making sure the vehicle was full of gas and, you know, corn was full. There wasn't no trash, you know, in the vehicle to bounce out all over the ranch. And so it was always that job or, you know, and then as I got older, when we would leave, uh, you know, making sure that the lines were cleared when we went to leave, you know, the water lines, cutting the water off, you know, yep. and because next time when you showed up, if you didn't do it the right way, you, 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 you would know. And yep. So uh, you would have a busted water line. And that, that stuff happens. But 
always keeping cl camp clean, uh, unloading everything, uh, you know, just unloading groceries. We would always go to the grocery store and pick up way more food than what we would ever eat, but uh, we weren't going to starve to death. That's an ideal camp right it's there. It's an ideal camp, that's no doubt. We would always, you know, nothing ever went to waste. We always had leftovers and everything, but it always seemed like we would have fajitas one night or steak one night, and the other night my mom would cook inside the house, and we would eat, you know, whether it was spaghetti or something she made you know uh right. king ranch chicken i don't know if y'all ever y'all know i don't about know what that. that is oh it's great uh it's like a mexican dish okay lots of folks from texas they they would they would know what it is lots of cheese chicken chips stick in the oven for a little bit nice no there wasn't no complaining oh it sounds but, uh, good i had to get me hungry i know i know <laughs> me too the uh well i don't think there's a lot of kids now that have certain markers that tell them when they've reached different maturity levels. That's right. And uh, anybody who has spent a lot of time in different camps or on a ranch growing up or whatever, there's definite delineations where I know now I, I have graduated to being somewhat worth a shit. <laughs> for for yeah, lack of better no terms. You know, and uh, and then maybe you get to be the next level, and that's then right. the next level, and now all of a sudden you're one of the adults. That's right. That's right. And uh, I think that's something that's missing in today's society. I do. I do too. I do too. I think doing that, you know, being out outside, not uh, maybe sitting around a TV or sitting inside the house the whole time. Yep. Playing on a phone. Yep. You know, we go up to Daddy Daughter Deer Camp, and and until recently there was no Wi-Fi up there. Now there's a little. On occasion, there's Wi-Fi. It depends if they decide to randomly shut it off or not. But yeah, uh, yeah. the uh, we didn't have to worry about. It. Now the kids don't have to. You take the pressure of having the contact of the phones and stuff. You alleviate that, and now they're free to be kids again. That's right. And and you, you know you're sitting around and you're talking to each other, and uh, you're not all sitting there staring at a cell phone. Yep. And you're and lots of lots of the world problems get solved that that's way. right that's right I do. so now you've got girls i you do got a couple of kids i've got two girls i've got four and eight amzie and evie uh you better give them a shout out hi hi amzie hi evie you better be at school i know you are <laughs> i know mom dropped you off no this is their last week of school uh we take off friday to go on a little vacation and they're they're a big part of my life they uh they're if i'm not working they're always in camp with me. Uh, Ideal. Amzie started off, you know, they're always around hunting with what I do. They're always around the people and everything. And it uh, it's not something that I'm going to force down them or anything, but it's like they almost don't know any different. You know, it's just what they're around. And, and they like uh, it. And they love it. Amzie, she shot off of our place outside of Fredericksburg. Uh, she shot a deer last year she shot two deer with her crossbow at seven years old made great shots and uh Sweet. it uh and she she's just ate up with it and this last year she shot a really nice deer with a rifle down in Creso springs springs which is right down on the south texas kind of the heart of south texas right up against the border of mexico but uh she she's ate up with it and i'm glad i'm glad both of them you know my wife me, we all take the girls to the deer blind, uh, along with the Cheez-Its goldfish, you know. Yep, you got to have 
you know, it, we're always a really good uh, group to hunt with if you don't want to shoot nothing because usually my four-year-old uh, scare everything off. You don't have to worry about getting your hands dirty that evening because it keeps it clean. She, yeah, you, you don't have to worry about skinning anything. She runs everything off. No, but she she's getting to be good. But I think it's I think it's important to everybody be together like that. Not the dad, you know, take off and do all the hunting or just leave out. You know, I think it's good to have. You know, I think you step back a generation, and uh, there was a lot of that. The dads went. Didn't take the kids out. That's right. You know, and stuff, and uh, or maybe two generations, maybe, and uh, it's important because we got to be doing that, or we're going to lose it. No doubt. We got to no be doubt. passing that on. I used to take my girls out. They uh, now they're twenty and going to be twenty this summer and sixteen. And I used to take them out when they were your kids' age, four or five years old, mm-hmm. in the boat, and we'd have a tea party. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. It's like it, you got to make it fun. Yep. You got to make it fun. You know, when you're hunting with kids. It's not all serious. Things are going to go wrong. You're not going to have your best time. Almost everything's going to yeah, go wrong. Yeah, no, no doubt. You're going to get frustrated, but you, you step back and it, uh, you know, they're having fun and really and truly, when it comes down, that's all that matters. Yep. Do you have a uh, tradition you do with them when when you go hunting? Something that's off of my girls when we used to take them out. That was the first t- and at that time the only time they got to have soda. Yeah, and yeah. So we would roll out, we would go hunting, and they would get an orange soda or they'd get a root beer or something, and uh, it was, oh, such a special time. And maybe a, a candy or something, because they didn't get a lot of that. Yeah, Amzie, Amzie was introduced to Dr. Pepper, I would say, when she was six or seven years old. And that might have been a mistake, but. Uh, <laughs> when we go we always have a little cooler water and everything together you know you always have to have lots of groceries and snacks and coloring books and all that stuff whenever you go to the deer blind with kids yeah and so uh i would you got to forget it's about it's about them or you got to remember it's about them and forget it's about you that's right that's right and so i would i would you know if it was anything we always amzy always comes over and asks me because she knows i'm the weak one and says dad you know can i have a can I? She doesn't go to mom, but can I have a Dr Pepper in the in the cooler? You know, gotcha. wrapped around yeah, your finger. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. And I always say yes. So uh, sometimes because I want it also. <laughs> so, but uh, no, it, it, man, it's it's a great time. And you know, when they do harvest something, what a great feeling to see them. You know, do something like that and be introduced to I it. I can't stop shaking. Oh, they can't. I can't stop shaking. And, and I and I always I got so many people through the through the years or each year i I mean i've got hundreds and uh you take your kid on a hunt and you're not a very good guide it seems like i'm really good at just messing everything up and uh same thing for my wife my you know my wife always just says let me go on my own i'm good you know but uh you want them to do into the husband mode and not into the guy mode no doubt because you want them to do well so bad you know you're trying to help out in every way and sometimes you might be helping out a little too much and be in the way you know so but yeah i think my girls didn't think i knew how to catch a fish for years because every time i tried to take them out we never caught anything it was always a struggle it was whatever else but uh but you got to find ways to make it uh, exciting for them and give them that it's even if it means taking them to somewhere where it's a, a slam dunk that's right 
That's right. Yeah, they have to have some good experiences or they're not going to want to keep They're going to get bored, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And at night when you're sitting around, you know, you say traditions. I, th- I think every single trip now it's gotten to be a routine. But, the, the, you know, at night when you're sitting around the campfire, have s'mores for them. I mean, good Lord, there's nothing fires a kid up more than having marshmallows and chocolate. And Yeah, they might not go to bed early like, you know, they normally would at the house, but that's fun for them that gives them reason to want to go back you know yeah because you forget about the uh, big buck that they shot or the big fish that they caught that what they're going to remember is the s'mores that they ate that's right that's (laughs) right that's right so well that sounds pretty cool it sounds like a pretty good uh, system you guys have going on yeah it's it's a neat thing well you're not going to regret it because boy i'm at i got one that's got one year left in high school and one that's uh freshmen in college and they're all going to be gone next year and uh can you hear my heart breaking yeah i know (laughs) i know but uh we hope we've done the right things with them and and uh they're going to keep doing it and they're going to keep bringing their kids to do it that's right that's right and stuff but uh well we gave you a pretty big mouthful here to listen to going down the road hopefully uh the road worked out pretty good uh you got anything else you want to man out there right now not not a lot but if you ever want to come down to texas you want to come on a hunt come with texas safaris you can find me on instagram facebook we're always posting pictures of uh trophies that we've taken and uh i take kids women families i take you know corporate groups i take everybody on hunts and so but if if you're going to bring a group of kids down is there a, a time or a hunt that you would recommend the most you know Whitetail's always really good for a kid because uh, you're sitting in blinds. Uh, as they get older, this spot and stalk, it, it's something they can do. You tell a kid to do something and they listen so well. And, uh, you know, doing an axis hunt. By, you know, it, it's so much fun axis hunting because if you're sitting in a deer blind and you don't see anything, they get bored. Well, axis, you're always on the move. You're always seeing animals, seeing and uh, and if they mess it up, it's not too. We big move of a deal. on to the next group, and so yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, you can look me up. Give me a call eight three zero nine nine eight five four one two, or you can look up TexasSafaris.net online. Uh, pretty easy to find. And I'll put the uh, link to the show notes, or you can reach out to uh, to us at uh, viewfromcamp.com, uh, viewfromcamppodcast.com. Let me correct that and. Uh, we can get you hooked up and stuff. And I can't say enough, boy, we've had a great, uh, this is my first time hunting with Dustin and, uh, man, it's not going to be my last time. And Good I'm to hear. Hoping, uh, I'm hoping I can get this going on a regular schedule every year. I got a whole list of stuff I'd like to, I'd really like to get a black buck. Yeah. When they're fully black. We yes. saw some pretty cool black buck and, uh, they're kind of coming back on that ranch. So we're, you're holding off on that. And, yes. And, uh, you know, one thing we didn't mention is the the conservation story of all these exotics that's going on down here. So we, we ought to mention that real fast. Is There's so many animals down here that don't exist in their natural environment anymore. No doubt. And now Texas, because of good conservation, people like you and the Brockmans and, and put in the effort and... Now they're repopulating some of the native areas. Yes, and and also there's you know for instance orcs, scimitar horned orcs. There's more in Texas than there is in Africa. So it, they are really thriving. They're doing great, and a lot of a lot of people are raising them, doing a 
doing a good thing. And uh, and now they've uh, they started repopulating their native range again by Correct. some of the ones from Texas, Correct. That, right? Correct. Correct. Right on. Well, that's uh, it's uh, some people turn their nose up to to some of the exotics in Texas and stuff, but boy, it's a it's a heck of an opportunity. It's a great it's a great for the history of the animals, the conservation, and everything else, and uh, and it's great for Texas. There's a lot of money coming into Texas because of it. Oh, no and, doubt, no doubt. And the ranchers, and it's just a whole, the whole system is a good system in my opinion, and I look forward to taking more advantage of it. Yeah, no, and once you eat it, you will. It, it, it's, it's, you're gonna love it. But yeah, yeah, that's the cool thing about exotics. You know, whitetail season ends here in Texas. We start, bow season starts October 1st, goes through the mid to end of January, and then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hunting black buck right after that, you know, and okay. so it's... It, yeah, that's a good idea, is, is give, give us an idea what time of year is your best time for hitting different, yeah, uh, and that, different that, things. Yes, so your axis deer, you know, I have a, a winter herd, uh, you're going to, you know, in November, December, January, you're going to come across a lot of what I call summer bucks. You're going to see a lot of deer. Uh, you're not going to see the number that you would in May, June, or July. Uh, if you were wanting to hunt axis deer, the rut's usually pretty strong by the end of May. Uh, but May, June, and July, if you're wanting a velvet axis, done growing, end of April's a great time. Uh, when you get done doing that, your black buck, about September, your black buck are really black. They, they've got good color. Uh, even your mature black bucks lose their color in the months of May, June, and July. Uh, if you were gonna harvest one, I would harvest one in any time but that time. Uh, anywhere September, October, in January, February, anytime during that time is a great time. But uh, Axis, May, June, and July, you cannot go wrong. Okay. What uh, what about some of the other, like Audad and that? Is there a Audad, you know. Do you do Audad? I do. Uh, Audad, I have a lot of Audad hunters in September and okay. February. Uh, and the only reason I think that is, your Audads, they seems like they're rutting pretty strong in September, but they, uh, when it, whitetail season's over, everybody's getting the fever in September, you know, for whitetail season, so yep. they want to go hunt something. Well, they come hunt all dad, and uh, same thing at after season. They, you know, they'll come down and hunt an all dad or black buck. There's so many things. Oryx. There's really not a bad time for oryx. Uh, your your oryx are going to have longer hair. Same with attics in the winter months. Mm -hmm. To me personally, I think those animals are a little prettier when they get that short hair. Short hair. Uh, like the attics we saw today. Yeah, all oh, those he's, are beautiful. He's beautiful. Uh, they're a little bit. You know, like a horse gets longer hair in the winter, so I, I like this time of year when you're hunting those animals. Nice, right on. Well, that sounds all pretty good. Was there uh, when you started doing the guiding? Is there any kind of process you have to go through to become a guide? What? Uh, how did that end up? You know, I, or just get I think or? I think you know, well, you have to have a Texas hunting license, which anybody can get. But my opinion, when it comes to guiding hunts or selling hunts and doing what I do is, you know, trying to, you know, having a good hunt for someone, something that's memorable, but also, you know, I think 
just being trying to think of the word you know just being a good person yeah. uh, towards the ranch yeah. and the person that you're selling the hunt to yeah uh, I think if I've learned anything or you know tried to hold something uh, and stay you know is just doing the right thing goes a long ways absolutely and, you've and, got a set of values that you're you're trying to meet for that's the right. ranch the animals and the hunter no doubt no doubt and I think I think that's if you know doing it and being in this line of work like anything else is just trying to do the right thing and uh, you know when you enjoy what you're doing you're good at it you know you know what I mean right. that's Absolutely. anything you know you, if you love what you do got it you goes, got a passion for it you have a passion for it and you you want that person to do well you know I get I get more out of someone harvesting an animal than me harvesting one I love seeing especially kids good lord yep. I, I love seeing a kid do it and getting excited you know Absolutely. I, I, when someone walks up to that animal I I want them to appreciate it appreciate everything they went through you know yeah. and so well i've been with people that don't appreciate the hunt and it's it's not about the final killing of the animal mm -hmm. it's about everything that goes along with it the story it, that leads up to it yep the soul story and then the finish the finish in the story too with the eating it and taking care of it and doing everything else and all the way to going back to camp and kind of visiting and telling everybody what happened that day you yeah know, and, that, uh, that's the cool part that's that's some of the best part that's yeah. the, the pictures and the memories that you create and uh that's your view from camp that's, that's right uh, that's right and that's going to be coming forever you can think about that all the time we can look back at the pictures and you can it'll you just remember all the stuff that goes on and you relive it and it uh it never dies that's right that's right do you have uh some advice for people that want to come down to texas hunt anything they need to do to, to you know or the, get ready for the, it the main thing i tell folks is don't take the tags off your boots when you show up <laughs> break those boots in because i see I, I keep lots of band-aids and uh what is it mole hair mole, mole skin, mole skin yeah. yeah i keep lots of that because i i i have to give a lot of hunters that because i'll see folks show up especially snake boots you know everybody knows snakes there are snakes down in south texas west texas uh you are walking we do come across them and you want to have, you know, a lot of folks want to have chaps or boots, but do not buy a pair of snake boots the, on your way in. Uh, and Pull them out of the box. And pull them out of the them box and throw them on because it's going to be a miserable time. You oh, know? yeah, I hear that. And uh, we got lucky. We had uh, we didn't have to do a ton of walking around, but uh, but we did. Yeah. We, we did some, some still hunting and walking around and, it's uneven ground and it's rocky and it's up and down and you know and you're going to be sweating you're you, are, you are you are and, and the next thing i would say is you know someone said you know i hear it all the time folks say well i've been hunting my whole life and you know and great and but you know sitting in a box and doing safari style is is totally different you know be very be good and be comfortable shooting off shooting sticks yep uh, shooting off a backpack, laying down, or leaning against a tree, because all those things are something that's going to be, you know, something that you're going to have to do in the field, especially, you know, harvesting an axis deer. Yep. Train like you would as if it was uh, real life. No doubt. You know, no doubt. You, and you mentioned that with uh, some of the hunters you had talked about that done training, but all they'd ever done is a treadmill in a that's right. conditioned yeah. gym. If you exercise yeah. before you go, don't, you know, it's great to exercise in a gym, but 
you might need to get outside a little bit and do a little walking and and because uh, it's a different deal yeah and don't just sit on the bench lay down on the ground that's right and, and transition back and forth get some that's sticks right. up that's right throw up the sticks get on target do some shooting because it's a whole different deal you know what folks that shot off shooting sticks they know uh first time you ever do it you know it i see folks all the time they run up or walk up to the shooting sticks and throw their gun up and they have their barrels sitting right in the middle of the shooting sticks not a good thing <laughs> set that stock on the shooting sticks on shooting sticks so, uh, well because you're going to be at a disadvantage for the first time anyways when you pop up there and you see one of those big bastards through your scope you, you, you want to have all the other muscle memory intact you're gonna have a lot of things working against you <laughs> your nerves because man did they look big when they first looked they do the they do Whew. they're impressive standing out especially when they're hollering and it, it, it's just a neat it's a neat deal a lot of fun i highly recommend it it's an experience and boy and i just can't say enough about how much fun we had down here and it uh, it's not like you're going to some fancy somebody's gonna be mm. wiping you down everything no, else uh-uh. and it's a, it's just a great experience ranch style that's right I, ideal this I, is my idea of a perfect hunt here. well and I, I, mean, it's I, awesome. I appreciate it and it, i tell folks you know, you're you're not going to eat on China or Crystal or however you want to do it, but you're going to see a lot of deer. And if that's your kind of hunt, then you know. Well, if if that's not, you're not into hunting. That's right. That's you're right. You're into something else. That's whatever right. Whatever you want right. to call it. It's it's just a cool camp, and everybody hangs out, has a really good time. Might have a drink at night, and Absolutely. get a full stomach, and go to bed, and get up and do it the next day. So, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Well, we appreciate you, Dustin, and uh, hopefully we'll. Uh, We'll get a little more in either tonight or tomorrow, and uh, we're going to go down there and see if we can't shoot some pigs. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. And we'll see what we can do, and uh, I look forward to maybe a black buck next yeah, winter or something. Sounds or, well, that sounds good. That sounds good. Let's just start piling it on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, All right. This is a view from camp, so we'll uh, tell the next time we're in camp. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to A View From Camp, where your view from camp is a state of mind you can enjoy anytime. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at A View From Camp Podcast or on Facebook. You can also email us at A View From Camp Podcast at gmail.com. Reach out and let us know what you think or share a story from your view from camp. Thank you.